Should the Dallas Cowboys fire or keep Mike McCarthy? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Lena McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we're going to talk about Mike McCarthy, whether the Cowboys should fire him, whether they should keep him, what's the best option for this team long term. But I got to tell you, Lena, I do feel after a day removed, two days removed from the Cowboys <laughs> loss, I feel about 5% better that I did on Monday morning. Thanks. Thank you. Eagles. You I was going to say, it's, me feel better. it's 4% of that 5% the Eagles losing in the way that they did against the yes. Buccaneers because yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's like everything else, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, you go through the trauma of, of a breakup of a disappointment of a, you know, letdown. It gets, it gets 2% better every single day. Yeah. You, you find something to hold on to, but it's still going to be a situation where, you know, my wife brought up something that had nothing to do with the Cowboys, but somehow like made me, you know, kind of get back into that headspace. And I immediately got uh, felt that anger again. So <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, it's, it's always close. It's going to be a long season. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. going to be here the whole time breaking it down. And uh, later, we're going to start with some Mike McCarthy talk. So, I mean, if you've been on social media the last two days, you just know that it's all about Mike McCarthy. We're going to go from both sides of this. Do you think? Million dollar question here. Should the Dallas Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy? I think they should. I mean, I, I, I mean, again, I'm kind of of the personal uh, belief that uh, I feel like I'm just beyond trusting at this point with the, any of this group. And I feel like there should be a as much of a blow up and start over situation as they can. Um, you know, I, I, but I'm also, you know, I, I feel like there's a very realistic chance that he doesn't get fired. You know, that that he uh, that he comes back, that they try to tweak this a little bit, which, you know, I feel like has kind of been the path that they've been on for a decade plus, just a kind of a constant tweaking process without ever kind of fully resetting. Even when they went from Dak to Romo, it wasn't yeah. like there was ever a, a full reset. It was just kind of a constant tweaking process. Um. I, I just think it's time. Like, it, 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 if you're going to change something, if you really want to change something, uh, you, you got to change something. And and I think getting close but not being able to break through, uh, we've tried tinkering with it over for for a decade, and it and it just, it, it isn't working. Uh, so to me, it feels like it's a it's a wholesale change. But uh, I, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily what's what, what we have in store for. All right, so. So let me make the case to fire Mike McCarthy. To me, it's it's pretty easy. It's 2021, you were incredibly healthy. I think you had 21 of your 22 starters available in that game. You were at home, and you lost. Now, you lost to the 49ers, who were a good team. 
I can excuse that a little bit. 2022, you won a playoff game and you played a really hard game in San Francisco and were competitive in loss. Again, that one I can excuse a little bit. 2023, so this season, you were the number two seed. You were at home playing the nine and eight Packers with every starter healthy on offense, right? Every single starter that you went into training camp with was healthy on offense. And on defense, you were without two players. It's unheard of how healthy the Cowboys were going into this game. Uh, They had the best home field advantage in in all the NFL. And that game wasn't competitive from the get-go. I think that's the part for me. It's like everything was set up for this team to play really well. And they laid an absolute egg. Like I, I don't know how you bounce back from that loss. Yeah, first, I think, pretty sure the first seven seed ever to win a the playoff game, right? Yeah. Now um, the sample size is pretty small because we've only yeah, but but while. still, I mean, still, yeah. And and I, I think that, yeah, I, I think that it's it's not just. I, I mean, you laid it out. It's not just what happened it's how it happened right and frankly that has been the bar that we've talked about since before the season right like i think i even distinctly remember like early in the season having a conversation about mike mccarthy and what would it take for him to be on the hot seat and be fired and you and i specifically saying it's not necessarily about the winning record or 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 the playoffs or not it's about how the season goes down and I, I mean, I think that it's a pretty clear indictment for that the Cowboys got set up with all the things that you just mentioned, that they were able to kind of get all the ideal scenarios to have everything kind of fall the way that it did at the end of the year. I mean, frankly, look, think about think about how we were talking about how it all just kind of lined up for them. The Eagles had a December to remember and a, and a, and a, and had just kind of basically laid out the red carpet for the Cowboys to find a way into winning the NFC East, securing them the opportunity to play at home, not having to worry about the playing on the big bad road that we were all scared of. Uh, and, and then to completely, you know, again, not like a close game that they lost last minute to a, a young and up and coming opponent. They didn't look like they deserved to be on the same field with that team. No. Like the other Packer playoff games in 2014 and 2016, those were games that were decided in the last, well, 2014, last three minutes, 2016 on the last second, right? And and, and even one of those, you were, you spotted them a 21 to three lead, you know, and still were able to kind of at least make that a game. Not, not this one, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I see a lot of people kind of pointing out you know, the, the numbers and it's a lot closer than it was and, and Dak's performance. But no, it wasn't. I mean, it's the definition of empty calories, guys. Like if, it wasn't. You, if you've got less than 100 yards or whatever it is passing the first half, like that game's over. The, the pick you know, six the- ended the game. Now, if it would have been, I'm trying to remember what the score would have been, 21 to 13 or 14 going into halftime, that's different, right? If they had double was- dipped, like when they were trying to at the end of the half. Yeah, that's different. Maybe, maybe we have a conversation. It was, what was the... It was a twenty-seven to seven at halftime. Was that the score? Yeah, I think they were trying over. to. They were trying to get it to what was it? Tw- just to be down seven, I think. If they were able to be able to pull off the double dip, I think they would have. It would have been, been down, down, yeah, seven so or whatever, yeah. or six points because they missed the extra point. Right? It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't close. It, it wasn't. It, it, the Cowboys were never in danger of winning that game at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that to me, that's the most damning thing about it is just that they weren't they weren't close at all in this game. They weren't competitive. And the one thing that really stood out to me is instead of like 
the 21 to three start against the Packers in 2016, you saw them battling back and you saw the sense of urgency. It really felt like once the Cowboys got down 14, uh, zero, and then especially 20 to zero players are just hanging their heads. Like they knew, they knew it was over. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, even in that situation before the 21 to three, you're talking about a very young team. I mean, not that the Cowboys aren't still young, but like a young quarterback release. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that I think that you, it's easy to kind of say, well, it was a tough situation. He's trying to f- feel his way. He found his footing, was able to come back. I mean, that's just not. You've got the veteran quarterback who's supposed to be an MVP candidate, uh, and and the Cowboys' offense couldn't get it going. And obviously, the defense never even yep. showed up in the building. So, uh, yeah, there was no signs of life in this yep. game at, at really at any point. And the other thing I would say, if you're making the case to fire Mike McCarthy, this isn't like, hey, it's two years in and you're firing him. He's had four years now, yeah. and you've made it to the playoffs three times, and the only playoff win that they have is against an 8-9 Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. They did have Tom Brady, but Tom Brady in his last NFL game ever at, what, age 44, 45. Yeah. Um, not a super impressive resume in the postseason. Uh, all right, Lena, let's make the case to keep Mike McCarthy because, honestly, I you can make a strong case for the reasons that you should keep him considering how successful they've been in the regular season. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have this many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs Number number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, that process is so quick and easy. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Landon, let's talk about keeping Mike McCarthy because there are some people out there that want McCarthy to stick. Um, h- how do you make the case for McCarthy? Well, I think you make the case for McCarthy by pointing out that he's won 12 games the last three years, that the regular season success has been really good, that, 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 the, you know, despite the results in the playoffs that he set the team up uh, with really good situations going into the playoffs. Right. I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it's one of those situations where you it's kind of a double sided coin where you 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 well I don't know if the double edged sword I guess is probably better where you, you feel like 
he has all the success and that's kind of why you're disappointed in him, right? Is that the Cowboys are, are, are do all the stuff during the regular season uh, and they look like they're ready to go. And then they get into the postseason, and, and it's just, it doesn't match up with what you were seeing throughout most of the year. So uh, I think that there's, there's a reason that the expectations were set high. There's a reason that the, uh, that the, that the goals are so high uh, and it's because of, of, of how the team plays throughout the, you know, up until December, you know? So I think that all of those things, including, you know, the, the improvements in the offense that we're seeing at certain points, um, you know, some of the, the kind of t- team management overall, the way that they're able to kind of manage offensive line health, mm-hmm. manage health of the team overall, uh, you know, they, they have been good about getting through some tough situations. Like there are some, a lot of positives about the, the McCarthy uh, coaching situation. Without a doubt. Um, I think the problem is, is that where are we setting this bar? You know, is the bar the Super Bowl? Is the bar the NFC, NFC Championship? Because if that's the case, then we haven't reached that. And 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 like, there have been lots of of resources allocated and spent to kind of get these teams ready, uh, and and to give these teams a chance. And then they have laid an egg. You know, every time but once, essentially, is is, is what it boils down to. So. I, this is a very difficult situation. This is similar to the Jason Garrett situation for for Jerry, where you know, is this something we can tweak and, and make work? How long are well, you going to continue? Harder because McCarthy yeah. had way more success than yeah, Jason Garrett. exactly. Well, you know what it reminds me of is, uh, you know, Jerry always talks about, uh, and I can't, I shouldn't even bring this up, but he he because I can't remember his his name now, but Jerry always brings up the situation uh, in the late two thousands when they had. Who was the, the head coach for the Cowboys after Campo, for God's sakes? I can't. Bill Parcells? Not Parcells. I'm sorry. Maybe before Campo. Anyway. Chan Gailey? Yeah, Chan Gailey. That's what it was. I couldn't remember Gailey's name for the life of me. He, Jerry always talks about having that kind of regret of letting go of Gailey too early, right? That, that, I think he. I think they ended up firing him after a 10-win season or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that, you know – whether or not that was a good decision or not, I think that's haunted J- Jerry to a certain point that he doesn't want to let go of a coach, you know, too early. But I, I it, this is a difficult situation because there is so some so much success, and that's why it's hard to fire a coach that's had so much success. But if the goal, again, if the goal is the Super Bowl or the NFC the NFC Championship, we haven't reached that goal. And if you want to break through, maybe it's time to make some big changes along that, and and just. N- Stop hoping that a couple tweaks here and there could possibly, you know, make a major change that will take you to the next level. I will say, if you're making the case for McCarthy, it's really not too hard to do. I mean, three straight 12 win seasons. I mean, there's teams that would die to have one of those seasons, right? On top of that, Dak Prescott is coming off the best year of his career. He was second team all pro, um, completely confident in this offense. Um, I also think if you look at like the roster, it very much seems like this year, 2023 and next year, 2024 are kind of, it's like the window because you have Zach Martin, who is on a, you know, has got one year left on his deal. I wouldn't be surprised if Tyron wants to come back and play one more year. The Marcus Lawrence has one year, more year on his deal. Uh, and maybe you just, you give it one more go. You let McCarthy's contract run out, figure out what you're doing with Dak Prescott's contract. And if you don't hit the goals that you, you set, then it's a lot easier just to kind of re- completely hit the reset button and move on. 
But I almost wonder, is that like a lame duck situation? If yeah. everybody, if everybody knows, Hey, this is what's going to happen at the end of the year. Things could fall apart quickly. I could also be convinced, Hey, if everybody knows that this is our last shot and if we don't make it to the Super Bowl, we're all gone. Maybe there is a little bit more urgency than ever. Maybe, it, it, but it also feels like you're going in kind of lame footed, right? Like, oh, I, I think it's know? more that than lighting a fire behind. Yeah. Clutch, well, it's simply, be, simply because you, you still don't, I mean, that still doesn't give you answers. Like, let's say if you want McCarthy to come back, who's your defensive coordinator and what defensive staff are you going to have left after Quinn? Well, that's, if, and that's a whole me, other conversation. I know. You know? I will like, say, uh, it, I think if you bring McCarthy back, I think the Dan Quinn situation is going to take care of itself. I, yeah. I think oh, without a hurt. doubt. But 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 you still have a question as to who your defensive coordinator is and are you installing an, and this was my issue again last year. God, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm in Groundhog's Day. This was my issue last year was like if they did if they weren't able to bring back Dan Quinn last year and last year obviously they were able to bring back Dan Quinn. Why are we bringing back Mike McCarthy? Like why are we why are we letting the make it or break it season for this coach also be the season where you're trying to get a new defensive coordinator installed and a you know a new defensive system so it doesn't it doesn't make you know long term it doesn't nothing lines up that way right it's like unless you've got unless you've found a way to like make joe witt jr uh your your defensive coordinator you keep someone that's in-house that's like you know, can, can run something similar and tweak it again. I, I don't know if that's that. best for the. I know I we don't want that, but I don't want Mike McCarthy as the head coach either. I'm I know. Just saying, I know. You know, I, it's like I think if you're Mike McCarthy, you've got to convince the Joneses that there's a defensive coordinator out there that can help you stop the Kyle Shanahan tree of offenses. Because you look at the conference kind of moving forward with Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt Lafleur, Ben Johnson with the Lions, like. You've got to show me that you have the, the scheme and the style of defense that's going to be able to to stop those guys. And I, first of all, I don't know if that guy is out there. Maybe it's Leslie Frazier who wants to get back into coaching, or I, who knows? I, I I don't have the answer to that. That is the only way. If McCarthy found somebody like that that he really believes could help take the defense to the next level, because I don't know if you saw the stat yesterday, but. Um, Dan Quinn has been the defensive coordinator or the play caller on defense for like six of the top 10 worst games ever, uh, allowed to quarterbacks. Like when he was in Atlanta, quarterbacks were having huge days in the playoffs and it just did it again this week with Jordan Love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, we, I think the idea was that we, we thought that Quinn had, had changed a lot of stuff and he had changed a lot of stuff, but it just, uh, you know, it kind of ended up back where where it started to to a large degree. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing with McCarthy to me is that like part of the draw was the whole was the whole group together, and now it's just Mike McCarthy. Like, and and not that I necessarily want Quinn back, but it's like, what what are we doing here? Like, yeah. that's ultimately my thing is that it, it bringing back Mike McCarthy with a new defensive coordinator. Uh, it feels like you're just you know wasting a year like you're just kind of like buying a year buying shuffling the decks on the uh yeah on the titanic, on the titanic. yeah shuffling sure. the chairs uh yeah Let, let's talk about our the best option and our favorite options for the cowboys at head coach next year we'll get to that next
This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is over and the playoffs are here. So it's time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, or you can make a parlay at the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays. I love doing some of the live betting. Uh, I was with some buddies yesterday. We live bet Dawson Knox to score the first touchdown in the Bills <laughs> game. That hit at 17-1, to 1, so we were very, very excited. Nice. So go visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk for just a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That is terrifying. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than my son or my daughter getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others, stuff that could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We are talking about Mike McCarthy and whether the Cowboys should fire him, keep him. Lynn, I just want to know, like, as we stand today on January 16th, what do you think is the best option for Dallas here? I think it's still letting go of Mike. I mean, just, I think it's, it's time to figure out something new here. And I mean, again, you know, Todd Archer, like I think you, you mentioned it to, mm-hmm. to me pre-show, Todd Archer said that, that the Cowboys aren't interested in, in a first-year coach. That's really unfortunate, you know, because uh, you kind of continue to do this retread thing and guess what? You're going to kind of get the same results as where they, you know, were when the person who you're hiring previously left. You know, it's – it's great that everyone knows who Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel is, but but why are those two coaches available to be hired? They got fired from terrible teams. So um, I, I I think that if you want to kind of uh, uh, take the next step, this team needs to modernize more than they are. And I don't think that hiring a 72-year-old head coach, no matter how many Super Bowls he has, uh, is, is the answer, and that includes Jimmy Johnson. You know, it's like, like, like if, if I was interested in hiring an, an, an octogenarian or a septuagenarian to, to be my head coach, I would hire Jimmy Johnson or, or Bill, see if Bill Parcells wants to come out of retirement. But I don't, you know, because the point is, is that this is a, 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 the game's changing, and, and you're seeing the haves versus the have nots and, and the difference there. Um, and I, I think that to kind of continually try to do the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and to think that you're going to be able to tweak this situations with less and worse resources than you had this season 
and get better results when you are now playing a number one schedule. Uh, uh, it's going to be a more difficult schedule probably next year. Um, I, I just, I just don't think that that's realistic, and I don't think that it's. Uh, I don't think you're actually making much of a change. So if they bring Mike McCarthy back, I wouldn't be shocked, but I, I, I'm going to have a hard time believing it's anything more than just a retread year and, and a kind of a stepping stone for whatever is next. And frankly, the the kind of stuff that we've heard so far has not been very encouraging for whoever is going to be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So I agree with you. I think they do need to modernize their offense. I think they just need to get a little bit younger on both sides of the ball. I will say if the Cowboys do decide to go the retread route, I think Vrabel is a lot more attractive to me than Bill Belichick. First of all, because he's literally 23 or 24 years younger. Um, and Vrabel has been very good with average quarterbacks. And if you can get him an average quarterback, like when Ryan Tannehill was average in 2019, they were the number one. So no, they were the number two seed that year, 2021, they were the number one seed. So the other thing that, about Vrabel that's at least somewhat attractive to me is I do think there's a element of toughness about him that I think this Cowboys team desperately needs, but is it worth the trade off of not being super innovative on the offensive side of the ball? Probably not. Unless you absolutely hit a home run with your offensive coordinator, but I got some bad news. Like if you hire Mike Vrabel, the offensive coordinator is probably going to be Arthur Smith, which I don't think is the best hire in the world. So I, I I'm torn here. Like I, I, I'm not sure what they're, sh- what they should do. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather take my chances with Jim Harbaugh and, and hope that he hires some, you know, buddy from college or something and, and has more innovation. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, it's kind of tough right now to, to, to piece it all together because we don't know all the options, you know. John Gruden? Um, no, absolutely not. I think he's going to be the Saints offense coordinator, by the way. I mean, the, the retread options are not great with it. It's Bill Belichick, who turns 72 next month. It's Mike Vrabel, who struggles on offense. There's Pete Carroll, who wants to coach, but he's in his 70s. You almost have to go out and get a – a first-time head coach, and the Cowboys have just shown no interest in doing that at all. Yeah, yeah, I, and uh, and that's that's unfortunate. I, I think they need to make a, a change that they haven't done before. And uh, I'm sorry that Darius scared of this, but look, I mean, you, you continue to hire inside the good old boys network, you're you're going to kind of get the same results here because uh, these guys uh that are that are at the top are you know doing different stuff and pushing the envelope in a way that you know those other coaches aren't aren't currently so really quickly before we head out do you have a preference between belichick and vrabel if it comes down to one of those two guys i guess vrabel because of all the reasons that you mentioned um yeah i mean i think belichick is is an incredible football mind Uh, my 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 concern is like with Belichick is that you're not just hire you don't just get to hire Belichick the defensive mind unfortunately like he's going to be the head coach which I don't have a problem with either but the but he's going to want to you know be heavily involved in picking players drafting and he's been very bad at that yeah <laughs> and uh and I think that you know he has a little bit too much overconfidence in his uh coaching tree I, I don't want you know 
Josh McDaniels calling off calling this offense, you know, and Josh McDaniels may be the the better of the options that that Belichick would bring in. So uh, that's my main concern is I I would pick Vrabel just because I feel like the assistant coaches that he bring in would be better. Uh, but I think that you know Belichick's obviously one of the great, if not the greatest coach in, in football history. I just think that at a certain point it, it gets to your head, and then you start making bad decisions that yeah. aren't directly related to football, yeah. and, and that's what ends up sinking you. Could I interest you in like Mike Frable and uh, Brian Callahan as your pairing? I guess. How about yeah, Mike Frable I mean, and like Kellen Moore? I'm joking. I'm joking. I know. Uh, I don't know that you are, honestly. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the kind of thing that you're talking about, probably. Yeah. So, all right, that is it for today's show. I hope that show wasn't too depressing for everybody out there. I promise this offseason we'll, we will have more uplifting shows. I promise. Yeah. Uh, go check out our YouTube channel. I post videos every single day over there. Go download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow Landon. Uh, on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.